I feel like I do that too to Larry because I like yeah. sea and wood. Yeah. So <laughs> I like seeing wood. I like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like all of that. Sea wood or see what else? Wood you like to see? Yeah. Stuff stuff like that. Wow, we're Jay's both into Tulare-y. that stuff. Both Tulare. We're also both Tulareous. Tulareous. Hilarious. Yeah. That was good, that was good. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Welcome back, folks. Uh, this is Exploring Middle Earth podcast, where we talk all things Middle Earth. And I think they, I think they know it's podcast. podcast. And okay, if they okay. know it's a podcast, then you didn't have to say Middle Earth. Then I podcast. did. Yeah, I really didn't have to say that. Anyway, so yeah, this is uh, this is Grant here, resident Tolkien expert, um, big nerd. I'm very excited. It's April 20 today. It's also we're also recording our. Um, 20th episode so yeah. i don't know that's not really anything cool but <laughs> it is cool. it is april 20 too yeah. so no it's 20, 20. april 20 april but 20. i said april 22 as in 20 also do you know what na- or i think it's a national gardening day today oh what's april 22nd's <laughs> national day is it earth day yeah earth day yeah yes earth day earth day terra diem yep which huh. is Latin for Earth Day. Oh, I was thinking... Oh, that makes sense, because carpe diem. Yeah, sees a like, day. Yeah. And terra means Earth. Yeah. Oh, well. Like you terraform. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, just... Yeah, well... That's just a little Latin You learn lesson. a lot. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, so, yeah, I'm Grant. Uh, read all the books. Oh, and I'm excited. I was going to say, that's why I mentioned it's April 20, is because it's getting close to May. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but... Never. Uh, starting May 1st is when I, um, when I do my, like, uh, annual reading through of uh, Tolkien's work. So I start with the Silmarillion and then I go into Unfinished Tales and all the other works like that. So I'm very excited to start that up soon. So excited. <laughs> We're all excited for yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you guys. It's been a journey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Can't wait. It kind of coincides with a uh, warm, you know, the warming of weather and birds coming back and flowers and stuff. So it's all very fun, fresh fun. time. Fun, fresh time. Fun and fresh. Is fun, fresh motto. time for a fun, fresh guy. Um, so now I'm turning it over to Jay, uh, you hi introduce yourself man i'm jay who's just been turned over to um (laughs) i'm i don't know this is what i said just been turned around i've just been turned around so i'm tolkien or not i'm not (laughs) hey guys i'm Tolkien. no i'm tolkien uh know a little not know at all yeah no good amount no a decent amount yeah yeah i know i know uh i know that i know uh i've read most of the books most of them seen all of the movies and have done 19 other podcast episodes about middle earth. I was going to say you've <laughs> talked a lot about middle earth so yeah i feel i feel like i've spent actually i don't know maybe cuz if okay i spent about 19 hours maybe more cuz our earlier episodes were like an hour and a half so yeah spent, we were really booling over there talking i feel a like lot. i spent over 24 hours talking about tolkien what was that? How... What was that one episode we had recently that went over an hour? Like it was our longest episode. It was like pretty recent. It I don't remember. An hour and a half. I'm gonna look that up real quick. I don't I remember. I wasn't there. But yeah, yeah you were there. Maybe maybe I've spent more time talking about Tolkien than I have actually reading Tolkien. Wow, that's crazy. But uh, oh, what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, Grant knows more than me, but I'm here to just you you're know, here to learn. Here you're to here learn, to talk and learn, teach and learn. I'm here to learn from Grant and teach you guys. The teacher becomes, or the student becomes the teacher. 
I'm both. And the teacher becomes a better teacher. A better teacher. Oh, yes. Even wow. more of a teacher. Yeah. Um let me see. It was uh Oh, I think it was the uh I think it was the episode we were talking about the Hobbit, I'm pretty sure. But I think it was the episode that we had to split in half because it was so long. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, uh that was when sixteen point one and sixteen point two. When episodes. we had the big uh rings of power drama yeah. for Middle yeah. Earth. Okay. I remember that current events. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So today on this episode, we are going to be talking about the actually two chapters this time uh-huh. uh, because they're both sort of short, mm-hmm. uh, big chapters. Don't Which get me wrong. Nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that they're short. Uh, so it's uh, chapters nine and ten of the Hobbit. Hopefully, yes. you guys read that beforehand. If not, you know the drill. Pause you know it. the drill. Just hit that subscribe button. You uh, pause it. You know what? I just was gonna say shout out to my grandma. She was listening to what? it, and when we said. If you haven't read this chapter, pause it now and read it. She did that. That's and cool. paused it yeah. and read it. So shout out to my grandma. Shout out to all of the family members who have been listening. <laughs> uh, who are who are our biggest audience pretty much. Yeah. I know my mom listens to it on her work breaks. Shout so, out to Grant's yeah. mom. Shout out to Mother Mulder. Mother Mulder. Yeah. So uh shout out to Mother Teresa too, just for Yeah, you know, she's for, cool. You know, uh yeah. she's cool. I I think I can hang with her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, chapters nine and ten, which is barrels out of bond and a warm welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll get going right away. Why don't um, you do that, Grant? I'm gonna be talking about barrels out of bond, and barrels Jay will be bond. talking about a warm welcome. Split it half and half, Whoa. each get a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So here's the summary. If you guys read it, but it was a little little while ago a bit ago you know you don't remember everything years ago so anyways uh when we left off in flies and spiders uh bilbo and the dwarves had just got done fighting off these big old spiders and narrowly escaped and then uh thorin they found out was actually captured by wood elves Mm. who were the people throwing the big feasts in the woods so bilbo and the dwarves are like well we gotta we gotta get out of here somehow and so they're walking through the woods, doing what they do best, walking. Well, it doesn't seem like they're doing it very good so far. No, not really, so actually. Not yeah. what they do not best. Not what they do best. Uh, so, yeah, they're walking through, and then uh, they get ambushed by wood elves, actually. So they are taken captive because, I mean, it's like, what, like 12 dwarves and one hobbit against, like, a bunch of armed bowmen of the wood elves. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about elves, is they're skilled. Legolas. But they're not the best elves. Right? Aren't the wood elves like not as great as like the high yeah, elves? Yeah, not yeah. But they're, still, they're, they're a little good. more. They're like more rustic. Yeah, more basically. rustic, but they're they're still better than dwarves yeah. and hobbits, and maybe humans. Definitely humans. You know, they, oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. For sure. I mean, there's no debate. I mean, like the greatest archer in Middle Earth was probably Legolas, and he was from Mirkwood. He was yeah. a wood elf. So yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So they get uh captured and taken back to the uh the woodland halls or whatever it's called the king's realm or something like that yeah uh which is basically like a bunch of these like underground tunnels next to this uh river that flows in and out of it but they're cleaner uh, than the goblin holes yes i mean it's it's caves. much more wholesome it's like uh i mean there's like a lot of like roots and stuff from trees and but it's like a lot more like wholesome because they're elves so they're very tidy people yeah very tidy people uh so yeah so all of them are questioned because in the last chapter Thorin was questioned by the Wood Elf King and uh, he didn't get anything out of it and all the other dwarves were questioned. Uh, 
but Bilbo actually was not there because he slipped on his ring right before they all got captured, mm-hmm. which might seem kind of like uh, like a petty thing to do. Like he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna deal with this," and he just leaves. Yeah. But I also, think we would all do that. Also, I think that is pretty smart though, because then there is someone who has a chance of finding a way to get help or escape. So. Uh, all the dwarves are questioned, and Bilbo somehow manages to sneak in, uh, like right before the gates shut into the halls, and he's uh, basically just wandering around. So while the dwarves are being questioned and then thrown into jail or the dungeons, uh, Bilbo finds Thorin in like one of the deepest dungeons, where he is complaining, even though he is given like bread and water, <laughs> and he's treated nicely. Yeah. So. Uh, Thorne just seems like he has a bad attitude. Yeah, he just he really needs to turn that frown upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Uh Bilbo's able to uh relay a message from Thorne to the dwarves, which is basically don't let anyone know what the purpose no. of their quest is. Uh so they all they all uh loud and clear received. Message received mm-hmm. over that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo's like a walkie-talkie. Which is to say they receive the message yes. from Thorin. Yeah, so Bilbo keeps his ring on, and he's able to evade all of the elves, which uh, is a pretty uh, almost impossible feat because elves are very uh, naturally gifted and well, they have like like really good eyesight yeah. as per the movies. So, uh, yeah, so because he – oh, what the heck? My computer's – glitching on they have good eyesight but you yeah. can't see invisible but it, he does have a shadow yeah but it's also dark and it's just oh, torchlight yeah. so that was actually good jay thanks they have good eyesight but they can't see invisible um yeah so uh bill was able to relay messages back and forth uh between thorn and the dwarves and he's trying to find an escape plan and uh to get everyone out but he doesn't have keys for the Uh, obviously locked uh, jail cells of the dwarves. Um, And then he doesn't have a way out other than like the main doors that lead out into the woods are, they like open whenever they have like hunting parties going in and out. Um, But they always close it like right as soon as the last elf like leaves or enters Mm -hmm. in. So it's always a very, you'd probably only be able to get like one person out at a time Mm -hmm. and over a long period of time. So Bill was Bom- trying to Bomber couldn't get out. No, no. He's too big and too slow. So yeah. they're all trying to figure out how to uh escape, or at least Bilbo is. And then finally, he hears of this feast that's supposed to happen. I think I can't remember if it's like a autumn feast or if it's like the the end of like summer, beginning of autumn feast, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um because the wood elf king is wearing like a crown of like leaves and instead of flowers or whatever, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Uh anyways, um so Bilbo finds out where the cellar is and he finds out that there's a subterranean river part of it's like a channel of the main river that flows by the uh the main doors of the halls. And he finds this subterranean river that flows right underneath where the cellar is and there's a trap door that lets out all these barrels once they're empty. Um so basically the whole point of that is once you know, they finish like wine that's in the barrels or like food or stuff like that. Uh, they drop the barrels down, like they all time together, drop the barrels down, they flow down the river, and then the men of uh, Lake Town, which is not far off, uh, receive the barrels and then ship it off to wherever they need to go. So Bilbo finds that out just kind of from eavesdropping and poking his nose around, poking his little hobbit nose. Yeah, uh, invisible hobbit nose. Yeah, and then, uh, 
the day or the night, I don't really know, probably night of the feast, uh, Bilbo kind of sneaks into the cellar and the butler uh, and the chief guard are there and the butler is starting to prepare the uh, the best wine, like the most potent wine, and it comes from a land called uh, Dorwinian, which oh. I think means, uh, in Sindarin, it means like the land of young basically young land young but it's like the land of young something yeah i don't really know why it's called that but that's just what it's called so yeah um and that's by the sea of rune which is in the east and it's i guess it's like the climate is probably similar to the mediterranean so they have a lot of vineyards there and Mm -hmm. so it's got really good wine so that's what they're like oh we should taste test this make sure it's all good and so they start the chief guard who has the keys yes is it a coincidence? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The chief guard and the butler start drinking the wine, and before long, because it's such potent wine, very high alcohol probably. And they, it, Tolkien says they have big cups, and the and they, king yeah. has small cups, and you're supposed to drink out of small cups. Yeah. And uh, they eventually fall asleep. They get really drowsy and uh, a little tipsy, and they fall asleep. And that's Bilbo's perfect opportunity. He takes the keys. And then he unlocks each dwarf one by one, brings them to the cellar while they're still asleep, the two elves. Um, uh, and he, uh, I just lost my spot. I was like, I wasn't even looking at my notes the whole time. I was doing really good. And then I just lost my train he of thought. He gets him into the barrels. Yeah. And he gets them into the barrels and he kind of packs them with like straw and like other things like that, like apples and, uh, and whatever else is available, just kind of dry foods and stuff like that, just to keep them at least like, so they don't like bang around inside the barrels. Like some of the smaller dwarves, mm-hmm. uh, Bomber doesn't really need to be packed in. <laughs> Bomber's got the packing inside of him. <laughs> Bomber's yeah. packing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they had to take stuff out of the barrel to put Bomber <laughs> in instead yeah. of pack stuff in the barrel. Yeah. So, uh, he gets them all in the barrels and then he's about to let the trap door down. And then he's like, Oh, uh, I need to escape too. Yeah. And then so he kind of like jumps down with them into the cold waters of the subterranean river and then it flows out into the forest and then that kind of goes out into this like a uh, marshy area that's uh, right on the shores of uh, the long lake, which is where Lake Town is mm-hmm. or Esgaroth, as the men call it. And uh, Bilbo manages to get on land where there's like this little camp or something like that and he like finds like some food to eat and like he tries to sit down and like warm up by a fire all while invisible but it's like really cold because he was in the water and he starts to like catch a cold uh and that's also on his birthday as well oh really yeah uh september oh something. yeah because later he goes i just remembered it's my birthday yeah and they're like shut up bilbo shut up dude no cares yeah so uh i think it was like september 20th or something something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which is also frodo's birthday who That's wouldn't crazy. be alive at this time, but, uh, yeah. So then, uh, Bilbo's like, well, I got to get back to the barrels. I've spent enough time online. I got to check, uh, make sure all the barrels are still there and everyone's still alive. Uh, he gets back and then there's, uh, these raftmen from Lake town who are starting to bundle them up all together and put them on ships so that they can, uh, bring them to Lake town. And some of the raftmen are like, well, these, these barrels are still heavy. There's still stuff in them. I don't know what accent that was, but it was something. Yeah. Uh, and then, but they were like, they didn't realize there was dwarves in there. So. I don't know how. That's something you gotta, that's something you gotta look out in life is just like, if you expecting something to be empty and it's f- full, yeah. it's probably because of dwarves. 
Yeah, well, that's one thing I have a hard time with believing that because Bomber will weigh more it's than heavy. Yeah, yeah. he's obviously going to weigh more than like anything they put in there. Like even if they filled up with bricks, yeah, he's going <laughs> to weigh more than that. So when the uh, elves are pushing him into the river, and then there, there's no way that I f- can't imagine how they'd be like this. Like weighs three times more than usual, but it's fine. We'll just push it in. Yeah. I don't know. That's why they're wood elves and not high elves. Yeah, high elves would never. They're not smart. They're very gifted in archery and woodcraft, mm-hmm. and but they're not. They're not very smart. Yeah. They can't read actually. Oh, I don't really? know if you knew that, but yeah. So that's the uh, that's the summary on it. And then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about the wood elves themselves because I think I I mentioned a little bit about them uh, when I talked about Mirkwood in the last Wait, episode. I got a, I got a yeah, you question, got a question. Question. What's well, up, man? It's a two parter question. The second, no, shoot, dude. The second question relies on the first question. Hit me. Does it say how long Hit me. Uh, it was that Bilbo was hiding, and then from when they got in, all the doors got in, to when he got him out, how long that was? I think it does, but I don't remember. Okay. Well, I was wondering, because like, in The Lord of the Rings... it was like multiple days. Yeah. When Frodo puts on the ring, or when anybody puts on the ring, it's like super intense, and they can only bear it for a little bit, but like... Uh, Bilbo did it for days. Was yeah. it just was it just because Sauron wasn't as active at getting at the ring? At I that think. Time? Well, I think there's two things to that. Is firstly, I it probably was that Sauron just wasn't as prevalent, or he didn't have as much power mm-hmm. during that time. Because this was also when Gandalf and Saruman and Galadriel were all trying to get rid of uh, the necromancers, so he was dealing with them at the time. And also, I don't think he knew the One Ring still existed in Middle Earth at that time. Like he didn't know it was still around. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Let's see. But also, I think it's because when Tolkien first wrote The Hobbit, I don't think he really, uh, really knew what the One Ring was gonna be. And technically, the ring in The Hobbit wasn't gonna be the one ring it was just yeah. a magic ring that made you invisible so i don't really think it had any negative repercussions yeah i was uh, until thinking... he started writing the lord of the rings then he was like starting to develop what it actually was so i think it was i think there's kind of a little more freedom in the hobbit because yeah. you'll notice a lot more that like frodo doesn't want to touch it as much and he's worn or by Bilbo. gandalf or, oh yeah no frodo in oh the yeah okay. rings, yeah but then in the hobbit bilbo just like wears it all the time and yeah. there's nothing really bad about it i just didn't know if tolkien like because, like, he went back and rewrote the uh, uh, Gollum chapter, if yeah. he, like, justified or commented on it at all. I don't know, though. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why we're you... We're not experts. No. We're we're not professionals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Wood Elves. So let's let's go back. Let's take back a few steps. <laughs> that was me talking backwards. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. What did you say? What did you say? I don't know. Anyway, so back before the first age, when like when the elves first awoke in the world, uh, in the far east by the waters of Quivienen, uh, there were three major houses. These were the Vanyar, the Noldor, and the Teleria. The Vanyar eventually became the elves that. Uh, migrated all the way to the west to Valinor and stayed in the west. They were the High Elves, the, um, the you know, the, I think they were called the Calaquendi, which meant Elves of the Light, because uh, they saw the light of the two trees. 
Um, and then the Noldor were like the deep elves. These were elves like Feanor and Finway and Fingolfin. Uh, basically all the people that went to Valinor but got banished because of what they did and went back to Beleriand and uh, were basically the main enemies of Morgoth at the time. Yeah. And then there was the biggest house, which was the Teleri. These were these eventually became the Sea Elves, uh, which lived on the coast, uh, which is what... Um, what is his name? Kyrdan, the shipwright. That he would be like a Sea Elf. The Grey Elves, which are the Sindar, those were part of the Teleri. And there were some of the Teleri that actually went to the edge of Valinor, they went onto an island called Tol Eresea, which literally means uh, Lonely Island, which is kind of cool. Does Tol mean island? Tol means island. I was going to say, I hear Tol a lot, so I feel yeah. like that means... Tol means island, and then the first part of Eresea, the E-R-E part, well, technically E-R-E-S, is the same element found in Erebor, which oh, means yeah. the Lonely Mountain. Oh. So it's a Lonely Island. Yeah. Kind of cool. Kind of, that's really cool. Not yeah. kind of cool, Grant. Come on. Give it give it the coolness it deserves. It's really it's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyway, so those were the three main elves. Um, the wood elves were part of the Teleri. And they, uh, as the elves were making their way from the waters of Quivianen at the bidding of uh, the Valar to go west, um, the wood elves, the Teleri, part of the Teleri, they stopped right before the Misty Mountains because they saw the mountains uh, which Morgoth had made in ages past uh, to kind of deter people from going to the west. Um, they saw the mountains, and they're like, yeah, we're not crossing those. Uh, no, thank so you. So they stayed around the Vales of Anduin, which was around at that time, and then the giant forest. It was like Mirkwood times 100, basically, because it was more continuous. Like, no one had, like, uh, like logged any of the forest or anything like that. No one had lived there. It was, like, brand-new forest and everything. So it was mm-hmm. basically just... Mirkwood times a hundred or even a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, yeah, we're just going to stay in these forests. And so they started to develop more of like a woodland culture and they became the wood elves. Um, and then parts of the wood elves eventually did come over. They were called the Nandor. They eventually did cross the Misty Mountains and went into Beleriand. And they were called the Nandor, the green elves. And they were the elves of Osiriand, which is the land of rivers or the land of streams. So. Osirian. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you don't really need to know about the Nandor other than at the end of the first age when the great Sindar kingdom of Doriath ruled by King Thingol fell, uh, mostly by the dwarves, uh, a lot of the Sindar and then also Nandor, a lot of like Teleri elves, they migrated back east into Middle Earth and they found their long lost like relatives and cousins basically of i mean it wasn't like direct cousins but you know as far as like uh family genes go but um they found the uh woodland elves also called sylvan elves which literally means having to do with woods mm-hmm. and they found them living in like areas like mirkwood and uh lothlorien or as it was known back then lore lindorian i think yeah that's what it's called um and then uh, yeah, so they found them, and then they started living among the Wood Elves, and the Wood Elves kind of ad- adopted the Sindar language, which was easier to use, and they kind of Cinderized, basically, their names, so they sounded more like Grey Elf names. Um, and then, yeah, actually, some of the Sindar, too, became kings or leaders of 
the wood elves because the wood elves, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're like, oh, these elves came from the West, so they're probably better than us. So they just made them their kings. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But uh, so some of these, uh, some of these uh, Sindar and Nandor, part of the Teleri that migrated back east, were uh, Amdir of Lorien and his son Amroth. Amdir became like the first major king of Lorien, mm-hmm. of the Sylvan elves that lived there, who called themselves the Gavathrim, which means the dwellers of the trees, because they dwelt up in those like flats, is what they call the platforms in the trees. Yeah. And then his son uh, Amdir, I think, was slain in battle, and then his son Amroth became king of Lorien of the Sylvan elves there, and he died because he was following his. Uh, his lover down to the sea because she was going over west over to the sea, but he was too late in finding or she was too late in coming to the ship. And then he didn't want to like the ship had to leave and he didn't want to like leave her behind in middle earth. So he jumped into the ocean to swim back to her, but he drowned in the ocean. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause wood elves aren't swimmers. Yeah. Uh, You'd think they'd float like a log. Yeah. Her name, her name was uh Nimrodel. Nimrodel. Which is also the name of the river, one of the rivers that uh, flows into Lorien, and named after her. Oh, wow. um, and then, wait, so what did she do after he died? Was she just stuck um, in Middle Earth? It was actually it was speculated that she died um, out of grief, and then, uh, and then it was also speculated that some of her handmaidens that went with her on the journey to the the coasts because it was they went basically to the coast of gondor to leave because there was a small elven community there called Atheland, which literally means i think like uh like port like elf port or something like that yeah um and so there's a few numenorians actually living in the area around the hilly regions um door and erniel is what they're called later which means like land of the prince because um, there's the princes of Dol Amroth, and it's called Dol Amroth because that's where Amroth basically killed himself diving into the sea. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections right there that yeah. I don't think anyone else would ever guess, other than if you're listening to this podcast right yes. now. That's how you know. Or if you already knew them. Or if you already knew it. Yeah. So those are two of the uh, major Sindar that came over and became kings. Also, another one is Celeborn, who was a... Um, close relative of King Thingol of Doriath, so he was pretty much one of the nobles of Doriath, and he was married to Galadriel. And once Amroth left, then they became, they didn't call themselves king and queen of Lorien, they just became lord and lady. So they ruled over Lorien until they left Middle-earth in the early 4th age or late 3rd age, whatever it is. Um, and then uh, the other one is Orifer, of Mirkwood, who was probably one of the Nandor or Sindar. And I talked a little bit about him last episode where he um, he went to battle in the War of the Last Alliance against Sauron, and he was killed, and then his son Thranduil took over as king of Mirkwood, and then Thranduil's son is Legolas. So, oh, yeah. um, so Thranduil is the woodland king that is in the Hobbit story, though he's never mentioned by name. Yeah, um, yeah so... Uh, those are pretty much kind of like the who the wood elves are. They're a lot more rustic compared to their high elf or gray elf uh, cousins. Yeah. Because they didn't see the light of the two trees. They stopped before they ever got that far. But they're still pretty cool. They're elves. So they're one of the high races, basically. They're more rustic. They're more down to earth. They're Yeah, they're more down to roughnecks, down, yeah, basically. Like the rednecks. Yeah, redneck. They're the rednecks of Middle Earth, but they're a little more established. 
Yeah. Well, they've got like manners, basically. I mean, there's southern manners, there's a, but hey, let me tell you what, there's some good rednecks out there. Yeah. Shout there's out some, to all the good rednecks. There's and, some, you know, there's okay rednecks too. There's yeah, there's some bad rednecks. There's okay rednecks and there's good honest people. The good, good honest living people. The, we call them good necks. Good necks. Okay. We call them nice necks. Nice necks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those that was a good good overview of it. Thanks, of man. The wood elves, yeah. So, I have a question. Oh. Um. Normally we do trivia at the very end uh-huh. of the episode, but I'm thinking, how about we just do trivia, like our each trivia for us at the end of each chapter, at least just for this episode. Oh, so I'll give yeah. my trivia for you about I was, this chapter. You gave a ton of names and places, and I was trying to repeat them in my head because I knew you were, you were going to... It was probably going to be asking something about that. So every name yeah. I was like, okay, shit. but I don't remember all of them. Well, see, that's why I wanted to do it now. So it's still somewhat yeah. fresh in your mind. So is that okay? Yeah, you I guess so. Okay. I guess. So I have two questions. One is, I would say easy. The other one is probably a little harder. Don't but tell me which one is easy and which one is hard. Okay. The first question is multiple choice. That's probably easy. Yeah. <laughs> what is the name of the butler of the wood elves? Is it A, Glorfindel, B, Galadriel, C, <laughs> Galleon, D, Gwaihir. Is it Galleon? I was going to say, because I knew Glorfindel was the first one you said, right? Yep. I'm pretty sure I knew the name. Obviously, yeah. I know Gladriel and Gwaihir I know. He's so the, that was... He's the eagle. Yeah. So, uh, the... I already forgot the name. Galleon. Galleon was yeah. the only one I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Jay. Thank you. I can't tell you the name of the chief. I don't think he had a name. Oh, yeah. Chief is really called Master Chief. Chief. Master Chief. <laughs> Master Chief. John Halo. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, okay. So now here's the hard question, okay. since that was the easiest question, yeah. and I'll give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of room here. Okay. Like if you don't get the name exactly. Every right, backup, give me some room. I'll give it to you, or if you have another version of the name. Okay. Like a different description. Anyways, what were the three original houses of the elves? There was a Noldor. Yeah. Sin- Sindar? No. Oh, that's a language. Sindar is a language, right? Or is that a type of... No, Noldor? That's, that, that's a type of elf, but Teleri? it's like... Teleri? Is that yep. one? Yeah. Okay, Noldor, Teleri. Um, uh, I can't think of it. The other one I talked about very briefly, so it didn't come up oh, much. Oh, Nandor? No. Oh. It starts with a V. It's not the Valar... That's the big guys. Yeah. I can't remember. Give me what what are the first two letters? V A. V. Vanguard. Ooh, that was pretty close. Van Gogh? Guard? No, I had the kind of same uh rhythm as Vanguard. I can't I can't Van Yar. Van Yar. Yeah. Oh. You got so, two out of three. Yeah, you got them. Also, I think if you never guessed Teleri, I think I would have probably given you Sindar because they were part of the Teleri. Yeah. So I probably would have given it to you if you I just knew Sindar because it. it's like we always talk about Sindar and versions yeah, of words. Yeah. So Val, or not Valar, Val, or Vanyar. Vanyar. Noldor and Teleri. Yep. Okay. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. All, all good houses. Yeah, yeah. Van, the Vanyar were the smallest house, the Noldor the second, and the Teleri were the uh, largest house. It's like, it's like a, or not, uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> what? what? The Harry Potter school. What's that oh, school called? 
Hogwarts? Hogwarts houses, but it's your elvish house. Yeah. What's your elvish house? I would say... I would say probably Teleri. I don't really know too much or enough about him to choose. Well, also, there's a wide range of Teleri, too, so it's not like you're stuck with one thing. It's like there's wood elves, there's sea elves, there's the gray elves, there's... I feel like I'd do that, too, Teleri, because I like sea and wood. Yeah. So... (laughs) I like seeing wood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like all of that. Sea wood, or sea wood elves. Wood you like to see? Yeah. Stuff like that. Jay's into that stuff. Both Teleri. We're also both Telerius. Telerius. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All we're right. going to... Are you done? Take it away, Ian. <laughs> okay, we're going to... That was a little... That was from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. The third one. Yeah. The little shrunken head. Mm-hmm. We're going to take an ad break and then come back. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Okay, well we're back. Kleenex. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. We're back. We're back. Thanks for listening to the ad. If you skipped it, I have nothing to say to you. Um, Grant has nothing to say either. <laughs> I'm speechless, actually. Yeah, Grant's speechless. So, if, you, if you didn't skip it, uh, good for you. You have yeah. 15 seconds or so to spare. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, if you couldn't tell, Grant did Chapter 9, so I'm going to do Chapter 10. Whoa. Linear time. Yeah. Chapter 10, A Warm Welcome. Chronology. Yeah, I thought. All I right, thought, let's give a warm welcome to this chapter. <laughs> I thought this was a n- nice chapter for this time because it's like spring and s- spring's like a warm warm welcome. welcome. Yeah. In this chapter, Jay, you welcome. know what? What? That was good. Th- thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna read a little. Actually, I'm gonna start the s- summary, and then when I get to the part, I'm gonna read. It's you always. <sighs> I always got. I'm always jealous of you because you always think of like reading good passages, and I never think of reading a passage. Yeah. Well, maybe you start thinking more. Except for when you yours that's, was. That's yeah. my first problem. As I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, Grant. No, you weren't. Or thinking. no, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yours was more. Mine has to. Or your. Uh, mine was more like lore like, based. Yeah. So. And it was really detailed. Yeah. And yours is probably really bad. Yeah, mine's really bad. <laughs> so. And like the the only thing it has going for is that I'm going to read a passage. That's no. so good though. I like that. So, so this chapter, uh, as Grant said, it uh, last chapter ends. They're uh, on the rafts, or yep. they're the hobbits, or Getting the loaded onto the rafts. Yeah, yeah, the dwarves are in the barrels, and they're heading down to Lake Town. Down, down, down. To heading Lake down town. to Lake Town, and uh, Bilbo is just invisible, just hanging out on the boat. Um, so he's floating with them, but he has the, still has the ring on, so uh, he can't be seen. Right. But um, this is where he sees the Lonely Mountain for the first time, and that's what I'm going to read. Ayo! Is he, him seeing the Lonely Mountain. Erebor. Yeah. So this is chapter from chapter 10, obviously. That's what I'm talking about. So it says, The lands opened wide about him, filled with the waters of the river, which broke up and wandered into a hundred winding courses, or halted in marshes and pools dotted with isles on every side. But still a strong water flowed on steadily through, through the mist. 
and far away, its dark head in a torn cloud, there loomed the mountain. Its nearest neighbor to the northeast and, tumbled, and the tumbled land that joined it to them could not be seen. All alone it rose and, across, and looked across the marshes to the forest, the lonely mountain. Bilbo had come far and through many adventures to see it, and now he did not like the look of it in the least. So we see here that Bilbo has been like super adventurous. He's been getting out of his comfort zone, but now when he sees a lonely mountain, his hobbit staying home tendencies are starting to come back in. He got spooked. Yeah. So he sees a lonely mountain. Big deal. It's a big deal because that's like what they're going for. But obviously the dwarves don't see it because they're in the barrels. Yeah. But um, Bilbo realizes that a lot has changed since the dwarves dealt there, since what's been described to him, and since Gandalf went there last. Um, and then we also find out in this chapter that, uh, Gandalf has heard of the party's misadventures and he's finishing up his mysterious business he's on yeah. to, uh, uh, come and help them. But they don't know that yet. No. So. They're in a barrel. Yeah. Oopsies. I forgot to mute that. Oops. Oops. Boom. Just muted with my toe. Nope. I just turned it up. <laughs> Where's the, oh, here's the mute. There. Muted with my toe. There you go. So. Gandalf is on his way, but we just get a sentence that, like, hey, Gandalf's on his way. We don't uh, get, like, Gandalf's perspective or anything. But, um, so after they get, or the rafts float to Lake Town, a.k.a. Asgarioth, uh, which is a city, which is a city of men in Long Lake. Um, and after they get there, uh, Bilbo gets all the dwarves out of the barrels. He pops off the top. He's popping top and... Uh, getting those dwarves out. He gets Thorin out first, and then he's like, come on, you got to help me get the rest out. And they're all really grumpy. And it makes sense because they uh, were stuck in barrels for a while. They're all grumpy and bruised. So when the, they, uh, Thorin, Feely, Keely, and Bilbo all go up to uh, t- to confront the town guards, um, and they announce that uh, Thorin, the king under the mountain, has returned. And that's a big deal because it was like a prophecy that the king under the mountain would return. But the thing is... Is that uh, it was actually, or th- they thought that the it was supposed to be uh, Thorin's grandpa Thrain yeah. that came back, but nope, it was Thorin, and they they did get him confused for Thrain, because like I said, it was supposed to be Thrain that, or they thought it was supposed to be Thrain that comes back. Um, so Bilbo or uh, uh, Thorin is like, hey, I want to, uh, I want you to take me to your master. He's like, take me to your leader. Take me to your leader. <laughs> bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop. Yeah, that's what he says. Um, and so they go to the master of Lake Town. Um, I don't think he has an actual name. Like, they, I don't think he's given a real name. Johnny. John. Actually, I think he does have a name in uh, In the movie. But, oh. but we're not talking about, about the movies. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so uh, he just gets taken to the master of Lake Town. And... Um, the elves, or there's two wood elves there that were, like, that were on the raft, and they're like, hey, wait, you guys are, like, the people we had in prison. And they're like, well, we got out, so what are you going to do about it? And, um, the lake, t- or the master of Lake Town doesn't want to oppose the elves, um, but the townspeople insist that Thorn be welcome, because they're like, what the heck, like, his, the prophecy is coming true, and he's here. The prophecy. So they break out into song, Yay. uh, you know. If they, um, cause in the, uh, in the Hobbit movies, I know I just said we're not talking about the movies, but, um, they have some of the songs, but you could, it could have been like an actual musical with how much singing 
in songs there are in the book. Yeah. But I like to think of it like every time they break out into song, it's like a song and dance routine. And yeah. it's like a musical where everybody starts dancing and singing to it. I just I just looked it up, and he has, like, even in the movies, he has no, like, official name. It's just the Master of Lake Town or Moneybags is what he's also called because he's greedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's foreshadowing what's going to happen to Thorin. Whoa. But, um, oh, man. Man, dude. I feel like I'm in a high school book discussion. <laughs> I think this is like foreshadowing I think the this, metaphors that are going to happen. I think this is a flashback. Wait, no. What's the thing where it goes forward? Like, <laughs> what's the thing where it goes forward? In? Flash forward? That's time. The flash forward. Flash forward. I think this is like a book to world connection. I think <laughs> I think this is a, a book to book connection. Book to book. Book to self. Yeah. Yeah. What were those connections? There's like book to book. There was like story to s- what there was a na- word for it, but it was, was it like literature, something, no, something to self, some, yeah. and then it connects to the book, and then something to world. Yeah, yeah, and metaphors are a big thing in high school and books. It was like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a metaphor. Those uh, Doctor Eckle something's eyes in the Great Gatsby. He's yeah, the, the big billboard. It's Eckle something, maybe Eckleberry, something. Maybe, but those it's a metaphor. Man. That's a good book, Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby, great book. They were recently I listened to uh Jake Gyllenhaal did a audio book version of the Great Gatsby. Good oh, book. Dang, cool. Yeah, it was good. The book's good, Jake Gyllenhaal's good. Sorry if there's any like Taylor Swift fans who have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. With Jake Gyllenhaal Yeah, he's got a voice. <laughs> it's just yeah, he's cool. He's got a voice of an angel. Um for the longest time, I thought his last name was pronounced like Guylen Hall. Guylen Hall. But I never heard it pronounced before. So, yeah. like, in my head, I was like, yeah, Guylen Hall just sounds right. That's That still sounds cool, though. Yeah. Guylen Hall. Yeah, but it's Jillen Hall. Jillen Hall. Yeah. So. He's got a sister. Anyways. He's got a sister, you know. But so. <laughs> yeah, what? He's got a sister, Maggie Jillen Hall. She's an actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a director. Okay, we're off topic. Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, uh, the Master of Lake Town welcomes them in. And, uh, they stay for about two weeks, and then Thorne's like, hey, we're getting out of here. We're going there, and we gotta go. The Master of Lake Town's like, okay, now I can trust you, because I thought you were just like, you guys were like bozos, and you were frauds, and you're just gonna get discovered. Because he didn't really trust that they were gonna yeah. actually fall through. He thought they were just mooching off his money. Mooching off his money bags. Yeah. Um. So the dwarves are like, hey, we gotta go, and Bibble's like, oh, I, I like it here. And I also want to go home. And they're like, we're going. And Bibble's like, okay. Um, and so they get a bunch of provisions from the Master of Lake Town. And, and uh, when I forgot to mention, when they were uh, staying there, uh, they were they were stayed up in like this room. And any time, it said any time even a nose of theirs popped out, all the people would cheer. Yeah. So it was like a big deal. I don't know if it was like the entire two weeks. Like any time they like, were seen, people would freak out be crazy it, it reminds me of like have you seen the video of like michael jackson where he like i don't know where he is it's like italy or something i think and he walks out on the balcony and every, the whole street goes crazy didn't he also like hold a baby over a balcony i think he did yeah <laughs> so they're like michael jackson yeah well you're also forgetting the part about this chapter where the the orc leader that's supposed to be dead oh. uh, like attacks the lake town and then also evangeline lily uh <laughs> M- makes out with Thor or er, Phil- 
Keely. 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 Oh yeah. And she heals him from. Well, a, you a forgot war. the part in your chapter where the orcs attack and Legolas oh. saves the day, and the dwarves pop out and Legolas jumps on them. Yeah. Remember? Well, oh, hold on. I <laughs> I'm just now thinking of this. If they're supposed to stay in the barrels, like why did like how are they able to like pop out and then get back into the barrels? I don't know. Like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Also, the part where bomber i think it is he like pops out of his barrel and then he like uses his own barrel as like armor and then he like does that yeah he sticks his arms out and then (laughs) i just think that's so stupid yeah like well because think if you're cramped in a barrel like if you have your arms tucked in like Mm -hmm. this like you won't have like enough strength to break out of a barrel and if you did it would just break the whole barrel it wouldn't just have arm room yeah if you don't know what we're talking about this is from the movie not from the book dumb movie there's some there's some scenes and plot lines in the movie that just don't make any sense yeah I don't know. They're okay. But yeah, so um and so then they take off to the Lonely Mountain and that's when the chapter ends. Yeah. Um and you're probably wondering, "Hey, what the heck is this town they just like vibed at for a little bit and then left?" <laughs> Let me tell you. It's called Lake Town or also Esgaroth. 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 Yes. Yeah. Right, corrected me. Yeah. Maybe my trivia question should be like how did i wrongly pronounce this (laughs) yeah you have to guess how i wrongly pronounced it but i'll probably forget how How, yeah i was gonna say how are you gonna keep track of that um is also known as esgaroth upon the long lake tom bomb bombadil or whatever you called it bombaldi bombaldi (laughs) italian yeah. yeah um so uh the name esgaroth doesn't really have a clear etymology because um like grant said a little bit ago this was before tolkien like wanted it to or decided it would be part of the lore of yeah and i think esgaroth too is more of an old english influence rather than elvish so yeah but in a manuscript written after lord of the rings um tolkien states that esgaroth was not sindarin though perhaps sindarinized in shape um so yeah it's not like an elvish word but it's just a word tolkien was like hey this is a word and i'm gonna put it in here yeah. So that's what he did. I can tell you why it's called Lake Town, because they built it on a lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's on the Long Lake, and it's literally in the lake. It's like, it looks like it's floating, but it's not. They have yeah. they have a foundation under there. Yeah. But it used to be bigger, and then some of it sunk in and stuff. Yeah. When stuff, and more of it's going to like sink in when other stuff happens, but we're not going to say anything about yeah, that. Yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah. Not just yet. But so the town was constructed entirely of wood. And stands upon wooden pillars stunk, sunk into the bed of the Long Lake. Um, and this is south of the Lonely Mountain and east of Mirkwood. So they came west to get there. Now they're going to have to go north to get to the Lonely Mountain. And um, and the what about the people of Lake Town? What did they do? Um, they were traitors. Not, Whoa. Not, like, not, like they, not like they turned against him, but they traded goods. Because... If you think about it, the raid at the the merchants, raid, yeah, the raid yeah. on the river. So the elves uh, bring the barrels there, and then they do all this different trading and stuff. Yeah, um, and it works out great because they're right on the lake. So you know, this isn't like lakefront. This is like lake on. This is Lake Town. This is Lake Town. Yeah, welcome to Lake Town. And it's like it's like Venice where you uh, boat yeah. through the streets or whatever. Yeah, their streets are basically canals and boardwalks. Yeah. It's yeah. not as like. That's not as fancy as yeah, Venice, not as fancy, but, but yeah, probably just as smelly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've never been to Venice or Lake Town. Yeah, I've never been to either. 
so I can't I can't comment on either. But I've I've heard Venice is really smelly. Really, I didn't know yeah. that. Well, it's because like their plumbing isn't like it just goes into the. Oh, that is kind of gross. Water, so I guess nobody you don't really see people swimming through there. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought about that. That's gross. You know. Let's get off this gross subject. Let's no, talk about. I want to stay on. Let's it. talk about this the language the people of Lake Town spoke. Um, Shall we? They spoke common speech, which was <laughs> like regular, but they also which was commonly spoken. Yeah. Yeah. Among themselves, they spoke an ancient form of Westron, uh. um, which is loosely related uh, to uh, the language of the Rohirrim. Yeah, but uh, it's different. You know, they have their yeah, own thing. They're like an island. Yeah. It's kind of sort of like Old English, Anglo-Saxon, mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, they had their own language. Proto-Germanic. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to talk about the people there because for, we, all, for all of you <laughs> linguistic nerds out there, <laughs> Proto-Germanic is what it is. Yeah. They. Um, that was my best nerdy voice. Oh, that was pretty good. I think your best nerdy voice is, is your regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Thank, um, thanks, brother. Yeah, we're going to learn more about the some of the people there. There's like one big guy. Not like physically. I mean, you guys see physically, yeah. But part of the story, yeah. there's not a ton of like people there, other than uh, in the movie, Stephen Colbert lives there. He's in. He makes oh a cameo. yeah, I forgot about that. He's like one of the. He's one of the spies there. He's the one with the eye patch and he flips it up. Uh, do you remember that in the? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's Stephen Colbert. Everybody's uh, late night host that they have heard of. Not their favorite. He's not my favorite. He's a big. Did you know he was? Yeah, you knew. Yeah, this. he's a big Tolkien. That's big how he Tolkien got into fan, the yeah. movie. Yeah. He doesn't actually live there. Oh. He just. He's a big Tolkien nerd. Where does he live? New York, L.A. Probably like L.A. Yeah. I don't know where they sh- filmed that late night with Stephen Colbert or whatever. Um. But uh. Live from Lake Town. It's. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. I think he'd be down for that. He is a big Tolkien nerd. He does a lot of talking on. Yeah. He does, He's he's smart too. He knows his stuff. He's not just he knows his stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll have him on. I'll I'll see if I can get him on. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it for Lake Town or Asgaroth. Um, I'm gonna ask you my question. I didn't originally have it in the summary, but I thought I'd put it in just just so you have like a chance because gotcha, dude. Um, uh, my question is, I might come up with a second one after I ask this. Is you ask me too? Oh, but okay. How long did the party stay in Lake Town? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. Thanks, man. What in the in the books they say Fortnite? A fort. A Fortnite. 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 They, they got that Fortnite dub. They played Fortnite and then left. That's so cool. Yeah, I got another one. Here, they hit the up. orange justice on you. Yeah. After I <laughs> after I leave this place. Yeah. Um, let me think. This one might be too easy. Who were the what were, who were the four people that went and confronted the guards after they got out of the, uh, um, whatever it's called, out of the barrels? There was four of them that went up. Oh. You can probably guess two of them. Feely and Keely. Yeah, those and weren't the two I thought you were gonna guess. Oh really? Yeah. Thorin. Yeah. And. Balin. No. Ooh. Bilbo. Bilbo. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to stay behind. I thought you were going to say Thorne and Bilbo because Thorne, obviously, because he's the king, he went there. And Bilbo right. because the story is right. like about him. But, you know, hey, I didn't get both of mine. Yeah. yeah. I missed one of the uh, houses the, and you yeah, missed and one I'm, of the people. Okay, so. yeah. Pretty even. Pretty even. Yeah. Good. But, yeah, that's it for Chapter 10. Good chapter. Exciting. Warm welcome. A warm welcome. Uh, next and chapter, a- big chapter probably. Every chapter is a big chapter. Which is 
which is oh, let me just turn that chapter up. eleven uh at the front door step or something like that. It's something about a step. Let me pull it up. Uh, two step, two step, uh, on the doorstep. Toosie slide. Yeah, chapter eleven on the doorstep. Goes right foot. Uh, doorstep of what? You'll find out next chapter. Doorstep to your mom's house. Oh wow! I'm here. Knock knock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we're done with that, we're gonna move on to Middle Earth current events. Welcome to Middle Earth Current Events. It's current events pertaining on, pertaining to Middle Earth on this on Earth. This Earth. Yeah. So don't get don't Hopefully, get it don't get it twisted. Don't get your don't get your thoughts twisted in a Don't knot. get your pants in a knot. Don't get your panties twisted. No, don't do it. Um, we got some good news. Really good news. Really good news, huh? News. Bring, um, give it to me. Have you Grant? Have you ever heard of a little book called The Silmarillion? Sweetly. Yeah, he's going to read it this May. I'm going to read it live. Live. On this podcast. He's going to be alive when he reads it on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's not actually going to read it live on the podcast. Don't get your hopes up. No, I'm not going to. In, uh, I don't think yeah. I could read for that long. Yeah, so in October of 2022, which how many months away? May, June, July, August, September. It's six months six, away. Yeah. Half a year. Half a year away, a new illustrated edition of The Silmarillion will be released. What? Yeah. And it's it's a big deal because this is the first illustrated, official illustrated edition, and they yep. they just released this like special illustrated edition of uh, Lord of the Rings, last which I year. got. Yeah, I got that for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, shout out to Grant's wife for getting that for him. Shout out. I, w- I had no part in that. I was just saying it's good gift. Shut out. Sh- <laughs> shut out. <laughs> shout out to my close personal friend who got me that gift, <laughs> which is my wife. Yeah. Yeah, wives can be close personal friends. Yeah, if you want them. To. If you want them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so this this is the uh, description on the Harper Collins. Oh website. man, I'm excited for this. It says this. Lay it on me. Okay. Give it to me. We're gonna have to lay down first to. Well, oh, just to lay it on you. Okay, Grant's laying down now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this definitive new edition includes, by way of an introduction, a letter written by Tolkien in 1951, which is a year before, the. Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings was released. Yeah. Um, which provides a brilliant exposition of the earlier ages, and for the first time in its history, is presented with J.R.R. Tolkien's own paintings and drawing, drawings, which reveal the breathtaking grandeur and beauty of his vision of the first age of Middle Earth. So this is coming out. Uh, they're probably taking advantage of the Rings of the Power hype. Yep. With the first age, which hey. They can do that. And I'm also, the Tolkien estate just launched their new website, and it's got a bunch of uh, Tolkien's original artwork and stuff, and so they're probably using all of those or, like yeah. original ones. I don't know if they're – I didn't see if – or I don't know if they're using any um, unreleased stuff in this book or if this is all stuff that's released, but it's just compiled into it. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's interesting because Tolkien, you know, he's a good, good artist. Yeah. And it's always interesting to see uh, authors, like, takes on – or like what they were thinking yeah. or imagining. But yeah, so that's coming October 2022. I'm definitely getting it. Grant's definitely oh, getting yeah. it. Yeah. Um if you get definitely get it, that's great. You know, every every needs it. It's a good read. If you've never read it before, it's kind of tricky uh to follow along at first, but Yeah, but but like uh if you're scared of it or like 
like it's too scary to read like too intimidating intimidating well now <laughs> it's scary now it's a picture book so you yeah. have no excuse to not read it because it's a picture book now also there are a lot of like maps and like family trees and like stuff like that that you can follow like people post that online and it mm-hmm. makes it so much easier to follow if yeah you, if you're looking at all that stuff but it does almost feel like it's a history book like you're stuttering for a history test because that's mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like at first there's so many like names and dates and all that sort of stuff there's so many good stories but yeah but there's a lot of good stories in it like once you get through it the first time then the next time you read it or if like you just want to read like a certain story in it then it's like you're like there's like a lot of stuff that you like never picked up on but yeah, yeah it's it has really cool. a Baron and Luthien, which I think is yep, the fall of Gondolin. Yeah, Tor- I think Baron and Luthien is my favorite story. I uh, think maybe even I don't know. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings, but Baron and Luthien is just such a good story. I it, think uh, yeah. I think my favorite story is uh, from at least from the Silmarillion. I would say is probably uh, the Children of Horan, hmm, which is one. that's sad Torrent. though. It's really sad, but I it, I think it's really well told. And yeah, it's like got a lot of cool details in it and stuff like that he's a dragon slayer yeah also very incestuous which is not why i like it but okay that's kind of weird grant what the heck that's actually my favorite part yeah that's actually like what drew me to the story in the first place yeah but no uh in those standalone books i'm not denying it yeah i guess yeah well nobody thought that until you said that (laughs) uh those standalone books there's the baron and luthien children who are in and fall of gondolin They all give like cool insight into the uh, original or origins of the story and how yeah, yeah. Tolkien reworked it because the Silmarillion wasn't finished when Tolkien died and no. his son Christopher like put it together. Yep. But yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll probably reread it in October. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm I'm like a you're gonna read it May and October. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like I like fall better than spring. No, hey, you do you. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. Huh. Listen to me. Huh? Spring is my favorite because mm-hmm. a I'm a bird watcher. For yeah. those of you who didn't know, I'm a bird watcher, so that's when all the birds it's migrate back. So that's big spring. I love spring, you know. Yeah. And then also that's when I start reading Lord of the Rings again. So yeah. it's just kind of a fun time of the year. But then I would say fall is definitely my second favorite. I think fall is my favorite because first is my birthday is in the fall. Yeah. Um, Halloween. I'm a big. Ho- I like Halloween. I also like the weather in the fall. I think that's the biggest thing. I like the weather. Yeah. And I just like being able to wear a t-shirt outside, really. It yeah. I mean, really you can matter. wear a t-shirt outside anytime. It's just, okay. It's just, you know you'll I mean. get cold Comfortably. Sometimes. Yeah. I also like the fall colors. Those are good. But spring, you know, it always, it's nice to feel the sunshine after a long winter. Oh, yeah. And hear the birds. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, perfect time to oh, yeah. Summerillion, spring, fall, yeah. summer, or winter, because it's a year-round book. Yeah. And you better read it. Oh, yeah. You better read it, and you can enjoy the pictures now. Yeah. So, that's all we got for... Oh, also, I oh, think... That's uh, not all we got. Sorry. My apologies. I take that back. Uh, recently, I think uh, Amazon Studios has released two images from the Rings of Power series. There's not much on them, really. Uh, I think it says the two images. One is of a a woman standing on kind of like this rocky landscape. And her name, as per the source, says Bronwyn. Bronwyn. I don't really know what part she's going to play. LeBronwyn. LeBron one, yeah. LeBron one. It's just LeBron James in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, hope LeBron James is in the Rings of Power. Yeah. And then... Uh, just kidding. I don't. Sorry, guys. <laughs> would you I mean, like, it can be weird. Would you like a Sprite Cranberry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he go, he goes from uh, Space Jam two to the Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah, what a diverse actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then the other one is like a younger boy, uh, and his name is Theo. Theo. As per the source, mm-hmm. uh, don't quote me on this. Oh, so is this like official Amazon release? Yeah, or? Okay. yeah, official. Uh, and then he's holding like it's shown in like the pictures with all like the hands and stuff like that. There's one of the hands is holding like a broken sword. And so Theo, in the actual picture they released the other day, he's holding that same broken sword. So there's some sort of storyline between him and that broken sword. So I don't. It's not. Uh, I couldn't tell if he was a sword. I uh, know. I couldn't tell if he was an elf or a man because he like he had longer hair and it was hiding his ears. But as we know, longer hair in the Rings of Power doesn't necessarily mean yeah, an elf. Yeah, but it it was like. Yeah, I don't think he was an elf. It didn't really look like it. He didn't have the vibe. Yeah. Pretty uh, much everybody except for hobbits have long hair in Lord of the Rings movies. If well, you think about it. some hobbits do. I mean, Frodo actually had kind of long hair, but it was just I curly. Guess. But most of mo- – when I mean to say long hair, I mean yeah. like down to the shoulders because like Aragorn has it. Yeah. And pretty much all the all the men that you see, like the Rohirrim, they all yeah. have long hair. I know what you mean, yeah. It's, yeah, pretty much the hobbits. Does – yeah, the dwarf has long – Gimli has long hair. Yep. The only uh, Gollum, Gollum doesn't really. I mean, his hair's pretty. I mean, he has thin hair. The, he's yeah, he's balding. But he was he was he was a type of hobbit before. He actually is, well, when he first went into the Misty Mountains, he actually had long locks of hair, like flowing, yeah. like a flowing mane. Yeah. When do era? Uh, who is there? Like a hobbit barber? Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, it's like a brother, like a. That's a that's a very weird Hobbit name. It's a regular yeah, human. Name. That's I know. A I just came. I just name. came up with it. You could have just said like Bill Glarg. <laughs> that's even worse. No, Bill Glarg. That could be a Hobbit name. Or. Bodo and Otho. <laughs> Grim Lola. Grim Lola. Yeah. La le la lo, la le la lo. That sounds more <laughs> elvish than hobbit. Yeah. Hob- yeah, we should probably end this. So we should probably end this with the best way we know how to. Recommending you listen to the next episode. Recommending you listen to the next one and read chapter eleven, uh, on the on the doorstep. On the doorstep. Um, say hello. Say tell hello. your loved ones you love them. Yep. Um, and goodbye. And have a safe time. Thank you.